everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I am joined today by the wonderful Jasmine Healy Pagan. How, Jasmine, how are you? Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> I am great. It's so good to finally be here Zoom chatting with you. I know Zoom chatting, but funnily enough, we're in the same city, but um, it's cool that we can Zoom across the other side of town, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So you and I met um, just over a year ago, I think it was, and um, I was inspired by your story of um, you coming back to Townsville from America with two young girls similar to myself and founding a wellness community in Townsville. And I wanted to share that story a bit today with my, um, you know, I, I struggle to say followers because that's not the right word, but with my community and my wellness schools. So Really, I wanted to chat with you today about the importance of building a community to support our health and well-being and to get some insights from you on that, because I would see you as one of the pioneers in our community in that regard. How do you feel about that? <laughs> a little bit, uh, probably one of the craziest, crazier ones in our community. <laughs> pioneers, call it what you like. <laughs> yeah, pioneer. I think we all have to be pioneers from time to time, don't we? So it is interesting that our journeys have been slightly different at different paces, but we have kind of come back to Townsville to raise our families and um, we really wanted to share a message of health and wellness. So for me, um, you obviously saw a need to establish the Sundala community more than a decade ago in Townsville. And I want to understand what was your inspiration behind that? Because what did you feel was lacking personally for you? Um, well, if I think back to when I was ready to for the next phase, we were, I, I knew it was coming for a couple of years, but finally when we did the whole big move, the transition of moving from the US back to Australia, and back then it was, you know, online stuff wasn't quite as simplistic as it is now. No social media back then, you know, it was a different world, um, slightly. Uh, I think... I'd been coming back every year or so, you know, um, visiting my parents here. And I was starting to get the sense of, of what I wanted to do. I've always been a creator of new things. So um, I knew that when I was, we were living in Cape Cod, it was going to be a, um, you know, not a short term, we were there for seven years, but I knew the business that we built over there was not long term. And I knew that I wanted my kids to grow up for a portion of their lives in Australia. So when we kept coming back, Townsville had changed or it was changing a lot. It was becoming a lot more diverse and open-minded. And um, yeah, I was sort of like, oh yeah, I think I could live back there. And I really think I'd love my kids to grow up there and other reasons for coming back to Australia. But um, so when we got back in 2006, I was very happy just to be a mum for a while, just take a break, just land and settle. You know, I'd been so busy doing so many things in the States. Um, so I just wanted to feel it out. And I was also a student of yoga and a fairly new yoga teacher back then. And so when I came back, one of the things that I discovered was there's a real misconception of what yoga was. Um, there was I often got people saying to me that yoga was a religion or it was for flexible people. And that was not just once or twice. This was constant. So I was just listening and learning to these misconceptions. Um, didn't have the online world back then. So, you know messages pass on and people believe what they hear, which is fine, no judgment there. But I just thought, wow, there's a, there's a lot of people missing out um, and there's a real misunderstanding there. So that was the beginning of sort of that, that knowing of, okay, here is something that I can help shift. And so being a fairly new yoga teacher, um, someone that wanted to be a part of that process of expanding that awareness, but also connecting with people that loved that learning dimension through yoga. Um, the first thing I did was, um, you know, reach out to other yoga teachers because there was a very small um, number of yoga teachers here net maybe a dozen yoga teachers at most. Um, so we, so I reached out to them, let's get together and let's share what we love first and then let's help other people learn why and how they can discover the style and teacher of yoga that best serves them them and just understand the the vastness the the big picture of what yoga is and it has nothing to do with touching your toes well I suppose it does you know <laughs> you know you can 
you do get more flexible uh, in the process, but you know, there's so much more to it than that. So that was the initial um, catalyst for, okay, let's get together. We understand the big picture. Let's help other people understand the big picture and help them feel good in the process. Yes, that's really important. And so the yoga um, side of things obviously then grew and grew and grew and grew. Did that happen organically or generally in terms of you building your community and where you've got to more recently with the wellness directory? Well, I think, you know, when, when we understand that that system in itself, yoga, um, you know, encompasses all facets of wellness. So physical, mental, emotional, social, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So being a student of yoga, we understand that because that's what we love to study and it helps us live a very fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. um, and when life is confusing or we can go back to those teachings and we can, we can understand, you know, um, perhaps start to pull and draw on what we need to find clarity again. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, just having that um, in, our, in my life, I just love that it helps me get on and do what I need to do, whether it be a mother or a business owner or whatever, it just supports me personally. Mm -hmm. um, and so initially that was obviously the core. So initially it was the yoga teachers that came together to help us help people be well, essentially. So feeling good, even if you don't mention the word yoga, but even though that system is sort of underpinning it or an opportunity for people to experience it because a lot of people didn't understand it. So that's why I created that first, the first event um, called Sundala Sunday. So I said, okay, let's give people the opportunity to experience this, to try this, to understand this big smorgasbord of, of wellness options, which, which yoga is. And that in itself for a lot of people back then was like, huh? Mm. I thought yoga was this. Mm. So that was the beginning of, uh, the first thing I started was Sandala Sundays, which was an event, an annual event. Well, actually starting 2008. And then I ran two for three years. So two in 2009, 2010, 2011. 2012, we needed to change venue. And so then we moved over to another venue and then I ran one a year right up until 2018. So that of course then built and the, every year all run by volunteers and all funds raised went to not-for-profit. Mm -hmm. So it was very, and it's of course got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. um, up to we had about 60 volunteers running the day. And then of course, any anyone that was, um, anything to do with wellness in the community came on board and then we had markets and talks and and there's a thread of all of those things in yoga there's a there's a there's a web there mm -hmm. and um so that's really how the first sort of gathering sort of happened you know that whole of bringing people together and and learning ways to feel good and learning who in our community has you know something to offer so let's connect and learn more about one another and perhaps this person over here is aligned with what you're needing. Let's, you know, encourage people to step out and try something different. Mm. That's really important. And I think you talk a little bit about the barrier to entry for yoga because people have a misconception about what it is or they try it once or twice and they decide it's not for them. But so many times I hear people say, oh, I'm going to join yoga in the future, <laughs> you know, and my advice is this, there's no time to start than the present and you can just start with five minutes. You don't need to start with a 90 minute, you know, session and be standing on your head by the end of it. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, um, that exact phrase was like, that's a great reminder. Like, you know, I tried yoga once and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And that happened, happens a lot. Right. So I, and that for, in the beginning of Sandala, I often would say to people, well, if you go to a hairdresser and you don't like that hairdresser, do not go back to a hairdresser, you know, so encouraging people to just, uh, and that was the whole premise of Sundala Sundays. Well, maybe what you tried wasn't quite for you, but guess what? There are other flavors of ice cream. Maybe you're not into chocolate, you know, maybe. <laughs> and people didn't know that existed. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the premise of sharing. Okay. But you know, yoga isn't just that yoga is all of this too. Come on over and check it out. Mm, that's really interesting. Can I tell you quickly my funny yoga story? So um, I went to university in Lismore and um, obviously Byron Bay is nearby and that's a big hub for, you know, yoga and retreats and this type of thing. And one summer I spent three months um, in Byron working in a coffee shop 
And I was living with my friend and there was a community center down the road and she said, oh, let's go and do these morning yoga classes and it's it's for beginners. And I've always been very inflexible. And even though I was very sporty, the whole stretching and flexibility thing wasn't ingrained in me from a young age. So I was fast at running, but inflexible. <laughs> so it's quite funny because I went along to these, what I thought was beginner yoga classes and it was 90 minutes in the morning for six weeks. And when we got to the end of the six-week program, um, I was reading the flyer on the wall and it said um, medium to advanced yoga. <laughs> but by the end of the six weeks, I could touch my toes, I could stand on my head, I could do all this bendy stuff I'd never been able to do before. So I was kind of duped into thinking <laughs> I was doing beginner yoga. <laughs> Obviously what you were meant to, to jump into and you didn't know, just like fine. <laughs> It's so funny that you had that experience because mine was very similar. You know, I lived in New York City and I was a, uh, my background is, is teaching, but is fitness, I work for a big chain of health clubs with New York sports clubs in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And so I was living and working there and um, I was offered yoga many times, mm -hmm. uh, like so many times. And, and um, I, I look, you know, and I look back, I was that person too. I was like, ah, yoga, nah, I'm going to go for a run around Central Park, you know, yeah, you know, I have this yoga, yoga, what's this oogie boogie stuff? And back then it was, it was underground in the 90s, you know, like it just kept on being offered to me. And then as you become, you know, a corporate whatever director, whatever you, you are, and it's so busy on that treadmill, especially that New York City treadmill, as you know, you've lived in London, right? You yeah. In London. yeah. So, um, you know, living and working that fast-paced life and then I was like oh gosh I need something you know going for a run I feel like I've been hit by a bus I need yeah. something else and um that was just because I was exhausted and yeah. so I to try a few yoga classes in the chain of health clubs I worked for but I was still at work yeah. and I was like no no I'm taking my I quite like that stuff it makes me feel better I might take myself down to an actual yoga studio which was what I did one morning and I tell this story often but that was the the changing of my understanding that I came out of there feeling I was so physically challenged like you know I I didn't know that that's what yoga could be I was sweating I couldn't do half of what they were asking me to do mm -hmm. and I thought I was pretty fit I was 23 or whatever I was I thought I was pretty fit um but I came out of there with this elixir running through my veins. I was light and I was ready to go back to work. Mm. And I just was like, oh, I want more of that. <laughs> you know, like, and so uh, coming from the same mindset. And so I think that's what, you know, coming into like into yoga, coming back to Townsville, being, you know, within that community that didn't understand it and that were very much like, oh, that oogie boogie, you know, it's not a people. There was like, back then I used to wear headbands. I used to keep my hair out of my face. And um, and I had a friend that made me all these great headbands, you know, I used to sell stuff and that and back then. And it was interesting when I, because I wore the headbands, I was this oogie boogie yoga, yogi. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it was interesting how when I started taking those off, I was like back to sort of my health and fitness kind of person. It was a, fat, a fascinating um, journey back then to, to watch people's, um, you know, I was very much coming from a lot of their mindset because I remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I get where you're at. I was there uh -huh. too. Yet it, steering that back then was interesting. Once the internet exploded, it, it gets a lot easier. You know, people mm. can find out anyway oh, it's funny because my Byron yoga experience was in 1995 so probably much the same time as you're experiencing it in yeah. New York so and um, what's also quite funny about that is when you reflect on um, you know that I used to travel back from London to Townsville and see big signs Bikram yoga and I thought who'd want to do Bikram yoga in Townsville where it's already 35 degrees most of the time it used to make me laugh but now I do I under I used to love going to hot yoga in London in winter time that's for sure oh, me too I think it's what you want right especially yeah. in London. Oh, yeah. same for me I was like oh how I used to go to a solarium back then occasionally just to go and heat up <laughs> I was just like please just just I want to be warm yeah I get it oh my god I feel like you're my soul sister from another mister because I was doing the same thing in London I never went to sunbed I'm like I'm, I have sads I need a sunbed <laughs> <laughs> well, I just went there to put stuff on my face, you know, because I didn't really want you know, my face. So I used to go in there just to get warm. Yeah, no one knew I had a tan. It's all under my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have it on my face. 
<laughs> just to get warm. Now that we've been back for two years and I have my natural um, skin tone back, my daughter says to me, Mummy, you know, um, how come you're black and I'm white? <laughs> I'll say, well, you have London skin, I have Australian skin because she's very fair and I have olive skin. So it's quite interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you really, so... Have you changed or has your vision for Sandala changed over time or has it changed together? Um, I've just, I think, evolved with it and I'm, I've always been quite intuitive. Well, I think since I left Australia, you know, I went with a one-way ticket and I, I, you know, and back then, you know, there was no social media or anything and I didn't know anyone doing what I was doing. So, you know, I, I just left the country and I knew I wasn't coming back for a while and then I was offered all these things and you know I had to take a lot of risks and I had to really dig deep um and I and and I you know know now that you know back then I didn't know that you know I was really building my intuitive muscles we all have them it's just that we have to build them you know from I think if we can start building them from a young age things then roll it gets easier so I think the risks that I took in my 20s and um, and then started studying that in a form. You know, before I started yoga, I started Tibetan Buddhism and I had some great teachers in New York and I was solely single in New York. So, I, you know, I just was doing everything's at your fingertips there when you live in Manhattan. And so, you know, there was this wonderful opportunity to really learn about myself. And then yoga came into it and I was like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was. This system is just so vast and complementing all this other stuff. And I was just building that intuitive um, depth and, and those layers that we have within us and, and yoga and systems like yoga and teachings like ancient teachings that's what it that's what they do so by the time I came back here you know it that was fairly solid so you know starting Sundala and 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 working with the events, you know, it didn't happen here. I was just, I like running events. I've always run events. There's always a thread, you know, you look back at what you used to do when you were younger, there's always things, you know, there's that sort of still there. So I enjoy doing that. Um, and running the events for so many years, I loved it. And of course, they got bigger and bigger. And then we, then all of the funds, I started Yoga Tools for Schools, which was the first not-for-profit of its kind in Australia. And so starting that and juggling many roles in that organisation for, for many years, you know, intuitively that felt right. So just letting, you know, letting that sort of ride that wave. And then feeling to the point, I think it was in 2017, after that event, I was getting tired, you know, after juggling you know, I also am a yoga teacher. I ran a kids yoga club after school for 10 years. You know, I've got two kids, a husband or whatever. But, and um, when your kids become teenagers, that whole world changes. They need you in a different way. So, I, you know, and they're all involved from the beginning. So I love that my family understands how to create something, you know, like from a seed. And I love that, well, especially my kids. Um, but it, I was getting tired and I could see, I, I could feel, I should say, I could feel that I was like, okay, um, there needs to be another evolution. I talk about that on my website, you know, with the Sundial story. Um, and so I made a plan. I said, okay, 2018, 10 years, I'm going to start to change this because I ran, ran other events as well, Global Mala, some big other, you know, you can read about on the Strand. I'm like, I need to change this. And now that I've been doing this for so long, other people can see how it's done. And maybe someone else will step in. You know, maybe someone, I've done lots of different events. People have been involved for years and years. So, you know, I'm very happy to pass the baton on. <laughs> I have no problem. You know, I'm very much someone that steps into spaces that I can learn, there's need, and I'm happy to give it a go. And then I'm like, well, if someone else is covering that, great, I'll go, I'll, I'll go over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, together, let's all cover different bases. And so I was like, okay, I think it's time. For, I'm not really growing running events right now, I, but someone else could. So that's when I gave people the heads up. People, I don't think people believe me, but that's, you know, okay, I'm going to get 2018, 10 years. We had a big year, big Sunday, Sunday, big 70s party under the stars, 70s live music, you can see all that in Facebook. It was an amazing big birthday party. And um, I was like, right, I'm gonna take a break. And then I'm gonna transition. And um, and of course then we had the flood, so can't run it, we couldn't run events then. It was, you know, then we had COVID. And so understand the timing was, you know, serendipitous perhaps. But so, you know, I think I think it all comes back to that intuitive pulse. You know, we I've all I'm a big believer 
you don't do things because you're good at it. You know, when I lived in New York City, I built all of these aquatic programs in a big chain of health clubs and brought in a lot of income for this company. And, but, you know, built up and I was on, I was off with all these amazing things, you know, to stay in, in New York and do this and that. And this company was just going off. And I was like, I'm not meant to stay. I've done what I need to do in New York. You know, I stood in Central Park and said, I want to live single in the city with my own apartment. Getting, a, getting your own apartment in New York is harder than getting a job. People that live in big cities know how hard, especially on the Upper East Side where I used to live. Like, that's my goal. I want to live single in the city without being dependent. I live by myself <laughs> and have my own apartment in a nice neighbourhood and be able to do me in New York. Once I achieved that and then, you know, and it was all about the money, it's just not who I am. So then we moved, obviously, and off we went. But... And then the same thing happened in Cape Cod when we built up this amazing business. People said to me, sorry, people said to me in New York, you can't leave with all this. And I was like, oh, I got up. And then, you know, that that was a huge, it's a whole story there. But yeah, just cutting that cord and then starting again, moving to a town when you know one mm-hmm. um, and starting again from scratch, mm-hmm. um, but close to New York through for Angel's family, mm-hmm. my husband. And then we were there and then we built up this very successful business and um, people said again, you um you can't read this you can't like running aquatic programs as successful as this is and i love working with families and kids and you know i i love it but it's not what i'm meant to do mm-hmm. and i think you know and i was meant to come back and then again same thing with sandala being patient understanding that timing is everything mm-hmm. sometimes we need to pause and feel um i see a lot of people rush in when they haven't really um, not, not everyone, but, you know, sometimes we do have to sleep. Don't get me wrong. That's important. You know, just get going. But there are other times we need to just pause. And so after 10 years of running events, you know, Sandala was really rolling. You know, things were really, I mean, I just established, I suppose, that consistency. People just knew who I was. It wasn't like I was doing anything fancy. It was just I was there every year. I don't know anyone that's done events every single year for over a decade. I, I just don't know. I mean, people, as I said, are probably just crazy. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like I, I would, if someone else wants to do it, I, I said, I'll buy a ticket. I will come. You know what I mean? Like I'm there. So for me, I just had to pause again and take a break and, and tune into what was next. Um, and here I am, you know, again, just, and I needed a break. You know, we get tired. We yeah. get tired and I think that's probably one of the hardest things for people is to just stop and just just take a moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> that reflection process is really important and, you know, I've noticed over the time that I've got to know you, you, you shine through as a very soulful person and you talk about intuitive muscle, but do you think that soulfulness was always intrinsically within you or you've developed it and grown it over time? That's a great question. I um I don't know. I think I'm a I'm a Sagittarian. Okay, so you know, fairly classic Sagittarian. So all my amazing astrologist peeps tell me friends that you know. Um, so I love adventure. I love risk. You know, I, I'm outgoing. You know, I've always been that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, like I look back. You know, to the New York's my New York City days and I was definitely a fire sign there you know I was definitely this this driver like the classic person that just feeds off that energy because that's who I was um but I think that can also not be a good thing you know like you you do what you know and there's a security blanket there mm-hmm. and then then life and that's I think where the spiritual practice of yoga comes in mm-hmm. you know life will offer you what you need and are you ready to leap into a dimension that's unlike what you're used to doing mm-hmm. um, and just explore it you know like I think and that's what happened with yoga for me you never could have told me back then that I'd be doing what I'm doing now yeah um, but you know but then that's the way what the beautiful thing is is the way the world is moving and shifting now, I mean, especially in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. everything that we were doing here in Townsville in 2008 that was a little out there, and we were sort of like, oh, you know, that's that woogie boogie tribe. Yes. Is <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, we're all just following our hearts and perhaps exploring something that's that not is not like what we usually do, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think it all comes back to this. Yeah. And we're all soulful. It's whether or not we're listening to that soul calling mm-hmm. or you know and it's okay it's like sometimes we're not ready I mean I wasn't ready for a while you know I was like oh no 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 Mm -hmm. um and then you just put your foot in or your toe in whatever that might be I mean yoga was obviously that for me but Mm -hmm. you know as we go along and different things happen in our life and depending on how we've been raised you know what programs and conditioning we've been you know we've worked through when we've been young or if we've had trauma or all sorts of things you know so so, yeah, I think, you know, we're all soulful. And I think um, at different times in our lives, we start to reconsider and maybe reflect, as you say, and explore something different, which is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really powerful, important. And I think that, you know, over the last few years, people probably have had to pause more than they wanted to in some instances. And that's a good thing because, you know, I personally hope that, you know, seeing life on the hamster wheel and the treadmill and negating our soulful, you know, the joy from our soul is kind of preventing us from, you know, self-actualization, which is, you know, becoming the most that one can be. And I talk about that quite a bit in um, some of the work that I'm doing now. But I was wondering as well for you, because obviously you're a well-known figure now, and we're not just talking about in the woo-woo space, but obviously you're a visionary and you're a role model for, you know, for a lot of people. So do you feel intrinsic pressure to remain helpful and positive and inspiring to your community? It's funny because it's funny how when you say that, I don't, (laughs) when people say, oh, you're, I don't, I don't really like it's interesting when you say that because I don't you know is that true maybe it is from some people's perspectives but maybe it's not like I don't really see myself as that I just see myself as someone that just gets on with it you know like you know there's I just get on with it you know there's things I know I've got to do while I'm here and I know the times the clock is ticking yeah you know, I know when that when our time's up so and I know that there are things I enjoy and there's times obviously I need to take a break. You know, earlier this year, I've had everything I'd planned. I'd had to stop in my tracks because I had to support family. So um, I don't know. Like, I I think, again, it comes back to that intuitive knowing, you know, like I feel sometimes I want to be involved more in different things because I, I just love learning and I just, oh, I love what you're doing or I'd love to be involved. But, but then, you know, you you can't, you know, you have to go, look, you know, um, wow, I'm in my final year in my 40s, you know, like not that that should matter, it's just a number, but I think each decade too, physiologically we're changing, you know, like um, I look at my 20s, I look at my 30s and now I can look at my 40s and um, we have to get really honest and um, you just got to come back to this, like, you know, you want to be involved in everything and I think there's this immense pressure and this tug to from within ourselves and perhaps then people feel it from externally to to be everywhere and that's I think where this you know chronic fatigue is coming from we know we need to disconnect um, from social media we need to make sure that we monitor that because we're just being pulled away from this and Mm -hmm. then that then takes us away from that intuitive knowing of what do I need to do today Mm -hmm. because we're constantly outside of ourselves and we're not taking some time every day to say okay what's where am I at right now and that only comes when our nervous system comes down to its base boom you know we know what that feels like when we feel grounded and anchored or we go for a walk by ourselves mm-hmm. and just listen to the, the breeze and the trees and the birds and we just do a some do a solo something mm-hmm. no external coming at us mm-hmm. and I think our world today I think this is the hardest thing for our world today and our young people now is to actually be able to manage that. Mm. You and I, we understand what that feels like before Mm. technology. Mm. You and I know what that was like. We grew up Mm. coming home from school, lying under a tree, looking up and just taking a break. Mm. Our young people today, they don't know what that is like. No, I know. I talk about with my best friend about this. You know, we grew up riding our bicycles everywhere. And if we wanted to go to do anything after school, we had to ride our bikes. Whereas nowadays, it's too dangerous for kids to ride our bikes, but we give them a mobile phone instead. (laughs) You know, and so we've almost taken away something that could potentially be healthy, but has some risks with another 
piece of equipment that has far more risks associated and is not particularly healthy. So, you know, I do struggle a bit about that myself and thinking about, um, you know, what to do with my kids because, you know, by the time they're old enough for devices, it will have evolved even further. And my daughter comes home from school now and she's six and says, mum, can we do TikTok? And I say, mm, no, darling, we're not going to do TikTok. <laughs> I don't even know what it is and we're oh. not doing it. <laughs> Let's go for a walk. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Butterflies in the garden. <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel like, you know, having worked in schools for, you know, for so long and well-being and just watch the changes that have happened, you know, from my, obviously my youngest has just finished year 12. Uh, and like I look back at where they were and how things have changed the school system and just young people in general and society, like, whoa, you know, and I can't even imagine what's ahead. But, you know, I'm hopeful that things, because of what we're learning, that things are shifting back. Mm, yeah, I hope so. I hope there's a good balance because there's a, you know, yes, there's risks involved in every activity that we choose. But, um, you know, I think that sometimes that, 24-hour connectedness is a is a bigger risk than going for a ride on a bicycle and um you talked about your the yoga tools for school and the youth reset programs and you've got another program that you're working on to hope to launch later this year called wisdoms within do you want to tell me a little bit about that yeah well this was something that i've been i, I i've been offering for that oh, maybe eight ten years i offered um meditation circles um a bi-monthly group that um at, when we when we moved into sundala house which is uh we renovated a queenslander in belgian gardens and underneath was all sundala space back then there wasn't really um people coming together and learning from one another so i used to uh, run a few things in my sort of sundala hub sort of thing downstairs and i had a I had a private studio I used to run like meditation circles twice a month and people would come, we'd do a guided meditation and then we'd have morning tea and that kind of thing. So that ran for many years. And I also ran a Saturday afternoon um, monthly um, gathering called Sunset Connects where we'd have a speaker, someone would chat, we'd have afternoon tea. And so I did all these things in the early days. And um, so, you know, many years later, I was like, again, intuitively feeling, okay, I've been doing this for some, for a long time now, you know, this needs to evolve in a different way and how can I put this together in, into something that can serve serve people that's not already out there. Again, it comes back to that. So if someone else has it covered, I can say, hey, go here or go there. You know, this is, this is what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but also was, was um, offering opportunity for me to keep on coming back to the teachings and the learnings that I love. Mm -hmm. by putting stuff together you know, mm -hmm. because that just fills my heart and so that's again a self-care mm -hmm. you know time self-care time an opportunity for me to go oh my god yes 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 i gotta revisit this because you know i'm not running events or i'm not running doing this mm -hmm. so um so in 2019 i offered an opportunity for anybody that you know obviously was running coming to the meditation circles hey i'm going to do this but it's going to be i don't know how i don't know where it's going to go mm -hmm. <laughs> again it's that sometimes you just got to leap and just jump in mm -hmm. um i'm not sure where this is going to go but once a month i'm going to run this thing and then i'm mm -hmm. going to take notes and we do a workshop and meditation and blah 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 so anyway that ran from like 2019 and 2020 like mm -hmm. i did that and so that was the compilation of this program i've been developing called wisdoms within mm -hmm. i'd hope to have that sort of out earlier this year but obviously the universe is like no 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 take a step back you've got other things to do mm -hmm. so now that um youth reset is you know on the website and that community offering and those things are, are rolling which i've been working on also for a few years i just said patiently okay second half of this year I'll pop you know it's on the website is coming soon mm -hmm. and I just think this is an opportunity for people to also study the many layers of yoga without say committing to a yoga teacher training mm -hmm. um because you know I mean yoga teacher trainings I mean I started studying yoga not to be a yoga teacher I mm -hmm. studied it to learn more about yoga because mm -hmm. it made me a better person mother you know made me a better human mm -hmm. and it supported my life mm -hmm. so um so I thought, you know, let me offer something that gives layers of yoga and self-support in a form that has lots of different options. And um, yeah, so it's, you know, again, it, I think it's, I think I had to put it down again because it's meant to have another, another something, 
and I don't know what that is yet and I won't know what that is until later I, I do believe that I'm like okay I get you all right okay no no rush I'll just put it down again yes so yeah that's okay that's exciting I'm looking forward to seeing the end result of it because it sounds it sounds awesome because I do think that there are a lot of people who would be interested in the principles and the foundations of it without needing to become a yoga teacher and then that's what you say about sharing stuff that you find valuable because it fills up your heart it's also what I'm trying to do with my work I'm sharing the stuff that I find most valuable I love signposting people to other people's work like yourself because it shows that you know it's not just all about me and what I have it's about look at all of the great information out there and different information resonates with people at different times and sometimes you'll pick up a book and it'll make no sense to you and six months later you'll pick up the same book and it'll make perfect sense to you so it's like you say it's kind of timing is everything isn't it yeah and and you know that's the reason why I have the Sundala wellness directory mm -hmm. that's you know why I do that I mean it's um it's bringing it all those wellness pe people together you know like it's okay, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's really hard to find it. Yes. So um, maybe, you know, it's hard to Google something if you don't know what you're looking for. Yes. That's sort of my, my premise with our, with our wellness directory. It's like, okay, jump on here. You know, there's over 100, you know, listings in there or whatever there is. Just have a, maybe there's something there that when you see it, you go, oh, I, I want to know more, mm. you know. So. Well, you know, I travel and little, do my mini road shows around and I've spoken to people in other towns who are hoping to replicate your wellness directory in other towns. Did really? you know that? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> so you're a pioneer and you're oh, in well, I don't know any of this. I, I just, I'm just in my little bubble. See, I, I need to get out more. But then again, I have to, you know, see, there's the pressure happening. Maybe you and I can take a road trip together. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Now that now that um I've got adults, I don't have children anymore. Supposedly, I have more time. You have more time. <laughs> so I would like to ask you, what would you say to someone that feels disconnected from themselves, from their soul and their spirit? Um. There's. I, I think. I think you know, tuning into the things that you're doing. Obviously, I mean, what you're doing is exactly supportive of that. I mean, you know, your your book and all your work, Chrissy, is obviously um, encapsulating that. People finding ways to 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 bring their energy into that fullness. First of all, like feeling feeling centered, and um, and then having tools to to gravitate to. Okay, oh, I, I know how that feels, and I, I remember when I when I put down events. I, I didn't know. I, I know and people are like, what are you going to do now, Jasmine? What are you going to do now? I said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I know I've built this platform, but I'm not sure where it has to go yet. So I just had to stop and, 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 and wait for some inspiration to arrive. And, and then sometimes there were times where I was like, oh, you know, even just, oh, I remember, I, I remember thinking, gosh, what now? Like, you know, is this it? Like, what, you know, what, where do I go now? And I think it's really valuable to have, you know, a little portal like what you've created, like a little portal of support for people to just explore, mm. you know, no decisions have to be made here. Mm -hmm. Just explore this mm. just for curiosity, you know, yeah. and see what feels, you know, try it. Mm. How does it feel for you, mm -hmm. you know? Um so yeah, sorry, was that the, was that the question? No, that's, <laughs> a, that's my favourite word, curiosity. And I talk so much about that. Like if there's one word I would love everybody in the world to adopt, it's to be curious, curious about their health, curious about their well-being, curious about their life, curious about their life experiences, curious about their feelings, their thoughts, their behaviours. Because if you adopt curiosity, then you're open to exploring, you're open to answers, you're open to intuition, you're open yourself up to so many things. Would you? agree with that and yeah absolutely and being curious about the challenges you know mm -hmm. the, as we know you know those that obviously you know as students of or really study that um the premise of growth mindset and you know understanding that everything is there for our growth mm -hmm. and when times are really tough mm -hmm. really tough times which may not have come our way yet Mm -hmm. you know, like and I um I that's one of the things I learned in my 20s through 
through yoga is is knowing that you know the, the, the peaks and valleys in life okay sometimes things are all rosy and cruisy yeah that's that's all that's the reprieve but yeah. no but no there's going to be some tough dark heavy valleys emotional exhaustion if you're lucky perhaps on a level that takes you to a place you have never been if you're lucky mm. and you've got the support around you to guide you through it that is going to take you to a place in your life that brings you the potency that you want. You know, that's where the real gifts are, you know, like, you know, look, look at at your book, you know, like how you've, when we go into those places of real challenge, be curious curious enough to perhaps even sit with it, Mm -hmm. have support, definitely reach out for help. And we definitely need to have the courage, build the courage for that. But there are times where we need to just be curious to know that this, of course, will pass. Again, we uh, attain the support that we need, and then, wow, we're gonna. There's going to be some amazing things ahead um, yeah. because of the depth of growth and what we understand. And I think also what we, the the compassion and the empathy. And the understanding we have, not just within ourselves, but with others. Mm. And I think that's what's really needed in this world. You know, and that comes back to, again, the teachings of yoga. You know, we've all heard the word namaste. So namaste means the light in you mm. is connected to the light in me. When you're in that place of truth and honesty, and I'm in that place of truth and honesty, we're connected, we're one. We are one. And, of course, if you're into quantum physics or, you know, any of that, um unity consciousness which is becoming more and more mainstream now um we understand that when we can connect with one another and know that we are just brothers and sisters you know as as the teaching says walking each other home Mm. um we can not only support one another but we can also understand that we're not different you know we're all the same and Together, we can make a difference in this world if we come from that compassion, um, connection, mindset, you know. And um, I think when we go through tough things, it gives us more of a deeper understanding when other people are going through it. Mm. It's true. I've become very familiar with the term post-traumatic growth. (laughs) Have you experienced that term for yourself? (laughs) You know, in different levels and different layers, for different reasons and you know I remember when I was brought you know going through some tough stuff with some young people and just you know supporting people and and not really understanding um where they were at um but because of the journeys that I've had and what I've seen and witnessed wow I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. of the emotional distress that um and worry I think that I've been through mm-hmm. because it's taken me somewhere I didn't understand before. Mm. And it is true what you say, because some people may not necessarily have been touched by trauma yet, but it's not to say that, you know, things don't change and, you know, life can change quite dramatically in an instant. And there's a class, classic song that I love, which says, um, you know, the, the real stuff to worry about is the stuff that blindsides you at two o'clock on a Tuesday because we spend so much time worrying about silly superfluous things it's the huge stuff that's going to come and smack us out of the blue that we have no idea of that we then need to be able to recover from and cope from and make sense of and um, it's really important Um, so I want to say thank you for the work that you're doing because you have helped a lot of people you're inspiring a lot of people and I think as well, I know that you're just sharing a message of, of, of love and kindness to be authentically you and there's no agenda and your in, intention is pure. And, and I think people can resonate with that and they can see that so easily. So That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So you've got to keep teaching me these things because... And and also, you know, ring me up. Okay, Jazz, well, time to step out of your bubble. <laughs> you need to come and you need to come check this out because you obviously get around. You get around to a lot more places than I do, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm always open ears to to that guidance. So thank you, Chrissy, so much for having me. And uh, you know, timing. We we got here, so I'm I'm really grateful for your patience and um, 
you know, in everything you're doing, it's just, it's wonderful to watch your energy and how you're supporting your incredible books and um, everything you're doing. I'm just so grateful for everything oh. you're bringing. So thank you. Thank, thank you. So you. And I, I'm glad there were some pioneers in Townsville long before I moved back here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, we've all got our we've all got our little torch. So we just gotta we can all have our little thing, yeah. leave it in our hearts, and then together we can just woohoo, light this town up. Yay. It, it's funny what you say though about you recognized it was your turn to lead, but then you were ready to pass the baton on because I watched a really great interview between um, Reese Witherspoon and Ferrero, Ferrera America, America Ferrera, who's the ugly Betty star. And she was saying for her Latin American community, she realized it was her turn to lead. And I'm, you know, when you were talking about that, you know, I think we all get a turn to lead and it's up to us to step into that, you know, wholeheartedly and decide, you know what, that's okay. I'm ready to take my turn. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and we all have a beautiful thing to share. I mean, we all have, we all have something to share. We all have, we all have, um, you know, something very significant and important to to give and it may not be to stand up and, and speak like this it, you know it can be on many platforms the, the trick is to actually first of all know what that is and be honest and truthful with yourself and that can take time to develop and then having the courage to say okay it's time you know it's time for me to do that and knowing the why behind it and I think that's really crucial, you know, like understanding the why. And for me, it's, well, I enjoy learning that. Um, it's a space I can step into that is not being covered yet and it's needed. Mm. Okay. All right. You're sort of like, okay, anybody else? <laughs> okay. All right. Here I go. Um, and, you know, that was the thing with Youth Reset. You know, there is nothing, the program that I've been developing now for quite a few years and testing it, like for the last couple of years, pre and post data, mm -hmm. um, having worked in schools for so long now mm -hmm. and in high schools. And my background is high school teaching and I love youth. Mm -hmm. So um, there is nothing there. And with 12-month wait lists for kids to see someone to talk to and, and, and especially up here in the north, like things I was learning, I was like, there's really nothing there like this for young people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I took my time developing it and knowing that I love working with youth, this is an area that I'm very passionate about um, always, and there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. So that is something I've been working on for a long time. If someone had stepped in halfway through that, because everything's quite slowly, <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, see, I'm long distance runner. <laughs> I'm not, you could, you being, you said you're like, I can run fast. Well, I, I'm definitely, I was a swimmer, competitive swimmer most uh -huh. of my life as a kid, right. but I was not very fast. I just chug it, chug it, chug it, you know, just keep going. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, if someone stepped in and created something like that program a few years ago, I'd be like, great, it's covered, you know, excellent. Mm. But, so that's you why I'm there's just two points that I can't not can't end without asking you actually because and I mentioned to you that in step nine of my book it talks about creating positive social engagement in a healthy way and that's kind of what you have essentially done with the Sandala community is to foster positive social engagement through a health and wellness platform but you know how important is it to you believe for people's well-being to have that positive social engagement on a consistent basis yeah I, I um well it's essential you know whether it's coming from home if it's not coming from home then um if it's not coming from work then somewhere else definitely I mean we definitely need to lift each other up and we definitely need to feel that energetically we know what that feels like we know when someone walks into a room um, whether it's lifting our energy or not, you know, it might just because something just happened to that person, you know, there's no judgment there. It's just, it could be something really could have just happened. Um, I think, I think we need to gravitate to social engagement and support aligned again with what's going on here, because now we have, there's so much out there. There's so many options. And of course, online, it's just, I don't know about you, but you know, so much online it's just going to become even more saturated it's hard to navigate your way um, we have an online world um, so we really need to be able to again tune into where we're at right now 
what are we feeling that we need right now in what alignment of um, um, of themes, you know, what themes in my life right now am I gravitating towards? What am I interested in? Mm-hmm. And then starting to, to steer our way to a social network or a social, you know, what, with what you've got, Chrissy, as a book. It's a great way for someone to say, okay, I'm really interested in what she's doing. You know, I don't know much about it. I'm not, not sure if I'm quite ready. So there's a book. Okay, that's very, you know, non-intimidating. You know, I'll go read the book. Oh, if I resonate with the book, then you know, that you, you offer all these other options. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, I've always tried to be very inclusive and um, affordable with mm-hmm. everything with Sundala. You know, I definitely don't want it to be about money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the directory, the, the people that, the, what people pay to be in the directory re- goes back into building the machine, like the actual website. There's no payment there that comes back to me and building the community, you know, so it's like whatever it is, $49 a year. So that, but then that also feeds into some more community things that I'm planning. So we have a meet and mingle happening next month, which is free for anybody that's obviously on the directory um, and, a, and a small amount. $10 for anyone else just to come along and, and you know, help support some food and stuff. So um, it's about, first of all, you know, what can you afford, you know, and what aligns those two things? What aligns with you? You know, is this, um, you know, what you've read and, and what you understand, is there the curiosity to go in and explore that um, and then step away and go, was that for me? Mm. maybe I'm not sure maybe I'll go again maybe I'll try again Mm. you know um so I think that reflection is really important because there's just an abundance of options out there now and that's hard yeah that's true there's almost you're spoilt for choice but it's navigating and taking time to explore and in the book as well I mentioned that if you um can't find what you're looking for create your own and essentially that's what you did isn't it yeah 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 and you know that's um pretty much what I've always done and I think um yeah absolutely I think it's yeah and and if you see somebody else trying to do it connect with them Mm. you know get together with them and and look at ways you can do it together you know and and build it together you know and 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 learn perhaps if you have you know as a part of that little sort of um, web you know you have or an octopus or whatever you have a few different areas that you can you know, focus on together and then you're actually just, then you're building, you know, more of what you and perhaps one or two other people want. Mm. I mean, I don't know, you know, it's, it's again, about being curious and being able to have those conversations with people. Mm. Um, but it comes back to exactly what, what's needed and if it's not there, hmm, mm. am I willing to spend the time, um, you know, like my own time, um, to put into it to create this and not not need any particular outcomes from it you know like I mean we all volunteer in certain aspects right you know we might be we might be on a club uh, kids sporting program or whatever we all you know like whatever it is that we volunteer and put our energy into because we want to see something improve or get Mm. better we want to contribute to something Mm. you know is that I don't am I doing this for money or am I doing this because I really want to make a difference and I truly believe if we step into a space where we would do it anyway whether we were getting paid or not Mm. um you know then do it yeah might come about you know then you might you might might end up being your work you know might end up being your income that doesn't really matter if it isn't no, it's it. That's interesting because you talk about inclusivity and and the costs associated with stuff. And I think you know, I love to make everything I do affordable for everyday people because it's everyday people that often need the most support but don't have access to it because they're not you know that either they don't have the higher income to afford you know the support that they need or they're not on necessarily a mental health care plan so they're not tapping into it so everything I do I want to make it affordable to mainstream people so there's no barrier to entry and it's affordable for everyday working mums or everyday working dads and you know that's always my aspiration as well so thank you thank you for that. <laughs> um the end 
a few months ago, it was probably a year ago, actually, you told me a brief story about your daughter saying to you, mum, why do you do this? And um, obviously, you know, I've got two very young girls and they're involved in everything that I do. And they come and um, shout at me when I'm doing radio interviews and they put their hand up my dress and my bum when I'm doing book readings in front of a room full of people. So they're very much a part of what I do. <laughs> um, it's hard to sometimes juggle the professional side of life with the parenting side of life. But how important is it, has it been for you that your daughters have observed your journey and doing what's most important to you authentically and what type of people they've become as a result of, of you know, your role modelling, basically? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's a question you have to ask them. <laughs> you know, they're 18 and 21 now and they were, of course, around when, you know, at all of the events, they were there and my family, my beautiful husband, I mean, they wouldn't have, wouldn't, they wouldn't have them without their support, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, like they were a part of it. And I have to go, I mean, you go back through the Facebook photos, you know, I've got a lot of them in albums back to the early events and look at them, looking at them back then. I actually have quite a few photos that I have to also put out as something, you know, them doing, when I first started my kids yoga club, and now of course in it that's why I created a kids yoga club because there wasn't one here so I ran that for 10 years and um after school yoga club and then I just kept on running it obviously when they you know got over it <laughs> they were like we don't need to come anymore and teen yoga and all that um yeah I think the, the, the one of the reasons why I, I wanted to also um move into a new business of sort of like holistic this kind of business that I was doing when we came back to Australia is I wanted it to be them to be surrounded by that kind of mindset and um, back then it wasn't as mainstream as it is now so you know positive affirmations on the back of the toilet door and you know so many different all of the things that we we love um, and yoga connection with positive friendships and that it's not to say that they haven't had their challenges you know like it's you know, it's not going to be something that's going to screen them from all of the adversity um, that they've faced um, through their teenage years and you know there has been a lot so uh but I know now, being where I'm at, that the seeds are there, and um, and it's 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 so I have you know a very close relationship with both of them, and I'm so grateful for that. You know, like it's it it is it's it's been it's it's really beautiful. It's it's really really special. Um, not that there hasn't been challenges, <laughs> but you know those challenges, as I said, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. like thank you for those challenges because yeah. it's so much so um so yeah I think um sorry again was that the question see I'm getting off track no, that's fine. It's like, you know, <laughs> I think that it is worthwhile asking them perhaps you know how they perceive your journey because I do think that our you know, my daughter's constantly telling me things, you know, I'm so proud of you, mummy, for coming to volunteer at my swimming and my PE lesson. And I'm like, oh, thank you, mummy. Thank you, mummy. Thank you, mummy. She keeps saying it. And it's kind of funny because for me, it's like, well, I'm just helping out. Like, and I didn't necessarily understand that that actually has a huge impact on her. And I'm sure what the girls have witnessed of you over the last decade has probably had an immensely positive impact on them that, you know, it would be, I'm, you know, I'm just sure that they would be really proud of you. Well, I'll ask them. Yeah. I know they'll give it to me straight. That's one thing that's great, you know, about our kids. I think, you know, I volunteered and taught yoga in all of their classes and at, through school, through primary school, you know, I was always offering all of, yeah, and, you know, of course, I, why wouldn't you, you know, be a part of their their journey? And, and Apple, I suppose, you know, blessed to be self-employed, so, you know, I can you know, have that flexibility with my schedule. Um, or, yeah, absolutely, you know, I've always been, been offering, um, you know, ways to be involved in their, in their schooling. And actually, even right up through high school, you know, and I'm still, I'm still teaching, you know, um, wellbeing and yoga classes at Pimlico and, you know, they're gone now and, um, and many other schools. So it's... Um, you know, when you when you come back to that that question, when Jewel asked me in the car one day when I was offering you know free, I've been offering free teen yoga classes for oh, a long time, and Youth Reset obviously has free community classes. You know, why do you do it, Mum? And it's just because I care, mm -hmm. and I and I know how important. I and I care about youth, obviously. That's one of my threads, you know, in life, and I know how important it is, even more so now than ever. 
mm-hmm. that our our next generation are empowered like we like what they are facing mm-hmm. and what they are dealing with today mm-hmm. is just quite profound and um uh, we need to we need to help them we need to support them and we need to give them this um these strategies to self-regulate and mm-hmm. to and be in because once you can, you can do that and you can take care of yourself and you can disconnect from that overwhelm that is constantly bombarding you, mm-hmm. like it never has in history before, um, when you understand that, you can soar. You can create anything in your life when you understand this, you know, and we, you and I know, and we've just been talking about for an hour, is all about that. So, you know, how do we empower our young people from when they're little, you know, from primary school, it's not happening at school. And unfortunately, there's a lot of schools where it doesn't happen because curriculums are overcrowded, teachers mm-hmm. are overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it might, but often most days it doesn't, you know, like a school is that kind of place. So how do we make sure that our young people have the space and time to tune into this? Mm. From a young age, how, we can build this muscle from a young age like you know you with the conversations that you have and then with your young with your girls and then when they come into the bombardment of everything that's at them at school and then online or whatever managing that Mm -hmm. then they can come come back to these things that have been taught to them especially when they're younger they grab it you know obviously they soak that up a lot easier when they're younger Mm -hmm. um but at the same time now it's interesting as i say that i also am seeing this um seeing a lot of young people you know young people have of course been exposed to so much more than we were you know of course when we were their age like teenagers Mm -hmm. so there is this this maturity in our teenagers in our adolescence now that was never there before Mm -hmm. and there and what we know of course about brain you know neuroplasticity and everything happens in the teenage brain what we understand is going on in the potency of their brain at this time there is a real excitement there with the innovative opportunity and the creative opportunity that our young people have given that they are sort of more advanced in some ways but at the same time the risk of them not being able to access that potential they have um, because of information overload because Mm -hmm. they're scroll they're online you know Mm -hmm. and their brain is not being built and that sort of that neuroplasticity is not being directed as much as it could be at this time which is you know can always be changed but at that time is so crucial Mm. um i see a lot of hope out there i see a lot of people doing amazing things but i also see the other side Mm. so you know um well, gone are the days when the twenty-year-olds got on a plane and flew to England or America with, you know, no mobile phone, and their parents didn't hear from them for months at a time. <laughs> you know, like I look back, but I look back and I go, that was so good for me. Yeah. Like you know, like landing in New York was a dollar a minute to call home, so I didn't have those kinds of funds. I was yeah. in New York by myself, navigating everything, working it out myself. And there were, I look back and there was like some big decisions I had to make. And even if I did have the quick messenger to message someone, a lot of, well, actually I did have often throughout that time, a lot of people saying, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? So I'm glad they weren't there because mm-hmm. I would, I may not have done it. No. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that I didn't have, I had to go with this. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. So there could be a lot of young people out there that are just too scared or they're just listening to everybody else and they're not listening to this because social media is too easy to pick it up and go, what do you think? Mm. I did see something last week that warmed my heart. I have to share it with you. I did a trade show at the university here in Townsville and I happened to be next to the Red Cross blood donation tent and the queues at that tent didn't stop for the entire day. Young people were queued six deep to donate to sign up to donate blood and it warmed my heart made my blood warm and I was looking at all these socially conscious teenagers who are about to embark on the university and feeling really um, you know real hope and love for the people who care about others and who want to give do something so important you know and every other stall around the trade show maybe had a couple of people at a time and that was chock-a-block for three hours 
That's awesome. Yeah. And and they're, they're, you know, and that's why we need to just keep on supporting these amazing, these amazing, creative, innovative minds um, and keep cheering them on, you know, um, and, and get out to those that, that are not at uni, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's sort of my goal with Youth Reset too is to, to get into the pockets, you know, to get into the pockets because we all have this incredible light, this incredible meaning within each and every one of us and mm-hmm. we need to help, mm-hmm. you know, people find that and support mm-hmm. and explore that, you know. Um, so, yeah, we could just talk all day. We, we can and usually I do these interviews in 35 minutes. It's now an hour and 15 minutes oh. and I want to keep talking to you but we have to stop. Sorry, everybody. But, you know, you can call us. <laughs> So I'm going to paste all your links. So you'll probably have a lot of people calling you at the end of this note. So thank you very, very much for joining me. And it's been great to chat with you. Namaste. And I hope to see you in person real soon. Me too. Okay. We'll do that drive one day. Okay. We'll do, the drive. We'll do our road trip. Jasmine and Christmas Yay. show. We're like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. yeah. I think we all have to put the dash cam up. <laughs> Okay, take care. Bye. Chrissy.